RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. It's been hmm, a month or so, maybe a little more, since I spoke with Dr. Matt Shelton here on Reality Check Radio. So I thought it was time for another catch-up, given the week that we're in and where we're at in this whole saga um, of COVID. So Matt Shelton is here with me in the RCR studio. Matt, good to see you again. Thanks for coming in. Oh, hi, Paul. It's my pleasure. Okay, so there's a few things that we can sort of touch on in this chat. First up, um, have there been have there been any developments, scientific developments in this story that pulls into sharper focus what's going on, the aftermath of this? I mean, what are we learning now in terms of effect on people, um, numbers that are affected, et cetera, et cetera? Well, there's a leading question. Um, yes. it, it actually just so happens that um, in the last month or two, there's been a torrent of, um, well, to add to the torrent that's been going on for a long time, actually, yeah. um, of new clinical info confirming what we've been saying all along, um, which is, uh, you know, there's there's considerable cause for concern and an and alarm um, around, uh, you know, some of the effects of this thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I can maybe just sort of summarise some of the things that's, yeah, why don't you go that's come on our radar in, go the last, in the last month or two. What you've got, yeah. Um, so I think you've probably talked to people about the um, McKernan um, research showing the degree of contamination with DNA. Yeah, we've heard um, about that. From, yeah. from the production process. Um, and of course, the jab we got was made by a completely different um, production method. Um, for the, the scaling up than the one that was used in the clinical trial, which was also the one that was approved. How, how can you get away with that, by the way? Um, it's like making a... Imagine if they made cars that way or something like that. I mean... Yeah, well, it's just, it's the new paradigm. It's the new norms we've been in. Yeah, okay. Really, everything's been moved aside at the, you know, the altar of this unprecedented, you know, worldwide pandemic um, that's suspended. Yeah, here's you know, all the crash the testing we did, but we're not going to sell you that. We're going to yeah. sell you something different. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, you know, there, there's certainly no no airbags in in, in this product. Right there, you go. Uh, and, and as usual, of course, I'm speaking. Uh, I'm still a registered doctor, yeah. um, but I don't have a practicing certificate at the moment. So, um, you know, I'm really just giving my my own personal opinions based mm. on many many hours moons, now, in moons. the thousands of, yeah. of, of hours of research, along with my colleagues. And that's very important because yeah. we, you know, we, we we get to kind of peer review each other's impression of of um, you know, what, what the evidence is saying. Yep. Um, you know, and another important point here is that no matter how much apparently positive information or research there may be in support of these things, um, you know, given the newness and the, the, the lack of long-term proper testing, um, you know, any negative, uh, research that's published ought to be caused to stop the whole thing and have a look. Yeah. Um, but again, that's another norm that seems to have been, because that's how um, it was been, done been in the trashed. past. Hmm, uh, of course it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and even then, many drugs get through approval that, in their first year of use, are found to be, you know, more harmful or less effective, or both. Um, uh, you know, a, a rule of thumb is was used to be around about twenty percent, so one in five drugs are pulled. So they get through all, all, all the yeah. all the proper trials, and they look they look okay. But in real world use, um, you know, they, they which is what matters, they turn out not to be. So you know, we were right to be cautious about this one, um, if not downright suspicious. Yeah, um, but. There's, there's been some big things come out, and, and the one I guess that sticks most in my mind um, is, a, is a study published in the world's biggest uh, radiology journal, which is actually just called Radiology, mm. um, by a group of Japanese researchers. Uh, and they have, um, by a different method to the Swiss researchers, which I'll talk about next, um, confirmed their findings um, that it looks like almost everybody 
um, does get a degree of, of every of almost heart everybody almost everyone so they they went back wow. and, and they okay. looked at um, MRIs that had been done yeah a particular type of MRI um, in in people um, not for suspicion of myocarditis or chest pain um, there were other people that had had them done just as part of a wellness overall sort of surveillance scan or they'd had it prior to chemotherapy for cancer or something like that and they compared people that hadn't had any vaccines so quite random in its approach then because it was not purposefully scanning people to look for this yeah it's what's called retrospective so they went back and had a look okay um at at, at everybody that that had had these scans for whatever reason apart from investigating possible post-jab inflammation so they were ruled out so they had a control group of people that were unvaccinated um and the um the people that that happened along the way to have already had a jab um, did show um, evidence of stress in the in the heart in the heart muscle cells so so they look at the metabolism of the heart muscle cells in this scan um, and and it was shown to be abnormal Um, and it went out abnormal as long as six months um, after the jab you know and it was a is a fairly big study and it was pretty well designed um, and and in a peer-reviewed journal um, and, and there was an editorial comment in this journal to the extent that, look, this is such a significant finding. We, we have to comment on this and, and remark on it. And, um, you know, it's a finding of note. Um, this, you know, the usual stuff, more work needs to be done and, and yeah. confirmation would be it, good. Well, they call it a signal. It's a signal or something. Well, the, or the, more than a signal. The, 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 the signal is actually what happens to people. Right. Um, and, and what we're honing in on is that many people of course don't have symptoms but many people do and and, you know in retrospect a lot of these many thousands of people that have turned up to hospital after a jab with with chest pain or palpitations or high blood pressure um or or whatever and are told that they're anxious and sent home again um you know there's there's no well there's direct proof that they may have another diagnosis are people buying that when they're told that i mean don't expect you to know you might have heard but do you think well, a lot of people don't have any choice. They, they, I, I wouldn't know, they, think they, I was anxious. Consent. I know how I feel. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, anxiety is a diagnosis of exclusion, like 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 other ones are. You've got to rule out other things, and you've got this elephant in the room yeah. of people having had this brand new novel technology that that has, um, you know, mechanisms that we understand now yeah. that can lead to heart damage, um, and and you know, it, it's 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 on the. Uh, the 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 Pfizer it's on the warnings you know there's official warnings around look this can happen I know the three people with heart pro- is, is, problems is after this three yep. and and I don't know that many people right yeah. I know three too in in my close circle my, yeah. my best mate and his wife both had a pericarditis and, and, I, and I have an in law and two admit it the same thing go, I think yep. I've been hit with something but but that's as far as it's gone so far well we're we're all hearing stories like this. Um, and we're, you know, we at NZDSO certainly, you know, hear regularly from patients who say that their cardiologist said to them, well, look, we are seeing a lot of this and, and it's probably far more common than the official figures suggest. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and not just from from cardiologists either. Um, and, and the hospitals are jam packed with people who've got, you know, a lot of all diseases that we used to see, but there's just a lot more people turning up with these things and at a lot younger ages. Yeah, they must be noticing that. They must be. Well, of course they are. Um, it but, wasn't but, like that before, so they know that. Yeah, but there's a huge stick, you know, being yeah. used to keep everybody oh, no, I understand that. in behind yeah. and, 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 you know, keep them in some sort of job. So that level that shown up by that um, the research from Japan, from, from Japan and, the, and the MRI scans, does that mean that everyone, do they know after how many doses that 
you get hit with this? Is there a threshold that we know about? Because that'll be a concern for a lot of people. You know, did, did I take one or two? Am I okay? Is it the, the first booster that pushes me over the edge? Well, in, in this study, it showed pretty much, um, you know, they, they didn't discriminate. They didn't only look at people okay. that had just had the first booster like the Swiss study did. Right. Um, and that one, by the way, showed three, uh, 2.8% of people yeah. um, actually had clinical, you know, so, so they, they had symptoms and signs to confirm a carditis I think it's going to be higher than that if I know three people already. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know many people. Um, but that same study also looked at blood tests. Yeah. And they showed that pretty much most people also had a rise in a blood test called troponin T. Right. That once it meets a certain threshold, you can use that to diagnose an actual heart attack, you know, where, where yeah. a slab of heart muscle um, has, has died because of a, a blockage in a blood vessel. Um, but in, in, in this study, the... the the rise wasn't sufficient to reach that threshold, but it was still a rise nevertheless, um, yeah. know, su- suggesting a, a, a milder degree of cardiac stress. Does, would that go away? Does that improve? Does that... Um... Well, the study didn't look... It only looked out to three days, so it didn't look for how long that rise persisted. But do we know... Uh, do, persisted, is but, there a base of knowledge around this at all? Um, well, yeah, if you, if, if you have a heart attack and a blood, and a, and a blood vessel, the, you know, the, the, the enzymes go up for the first couple yeah, of days and then uh, they come down again. I've had it, yeah, I know. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we can assume then that that applies here and everywhere. Well, it would be foolish not to in the context of a brand new genetic vaccine Hmm. um, for which we don't have long-term safety data and for which immediately on rollout um, unprecedentedly large number of reports started flooding in all around the world where it was being deployed um, and has been universally ignored and um, people like um, Guy Hatchard um, and others have have no problem saying look the evidence actually of harm is overwhelming yeah he's straight up about it uh, a, a, yeah. and it is being ignored and there is certainly plenty of it if you go you know if you go looking um so i'll just mention the swiss study too that's um was actually first published last year hmm. um and that looked at 777 um healthcare workers so it was about 60% female and the average age was about 35 Workers, um, healthcare workers. Yep. Yep. Uh, in a Swiss, health, Swiss healthcare system, um, and they looked at what happened um, after the first booster, uh, and two point eight percent of people had symptoms that led to a diagnosis of myocarditis and pericarditis, and that may well have been conservative, as you suggest, yep. because um, they they ruled out any other cases that could possibly have been due to anything else. Oh, okay. What well, sort of um, kind of minimizing or, or, or yeah, sort of yeah. so, so, uh, minimizing a lot, uh, bias, put it yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, so a lot of these were men um, that had their, their symptoms. They, were sort of, they weren't counted in the final study. Oh, okay. So this actually yeah. produced the result that more women than men actually made it to a cardiologist and got a confirmed diagnosis. Ah, hmm. um, but, but that was the one that showed in the blood tests yep. uh, that there was a widespread um, you know, elevation, although... You know, not highly significant, but it was an elevation nonetheless on baseline. Uh, well, they did it accordingly, um, with, with age match controls, actually. Um, and, and so you have this recent Japanese study showing, um, pointing to the same process, but using a different um, investigation right. to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's a very important it, point of sort of triangulation. It, it I, is, isn't it? I mean, that's, uh, that rings bells, surely. You're getting well, to the you, same result through two completely different pathways. You you, you would hope so. Um, yeah, you would. And, and there are certainly 
um, you know, again, unprecedentedly, we'd never seen these numbers before, amounts of, of ambulance calls to heart attacks um, in, in younger people, um, deaths in younger people. Yeah. Um, you know, you only have to open the paper or turn on the radio every day in this country, you know, to hear yet again of a sudden unexpected um, death in, in, in someone who, who, you know, who, who we may know, yeah. um, either in our social group or, or because they're a celebrity or, or something like that. Yeah. You know, we're a small country. Um, yeah. And when you talk to people one-to-one, you know, everybody has these stories of people they know who've suddenly had turbo cancers or had a brain hemorrhage or just suddenly dropped dead. Again, I've got my hand up. I know people. Hmm. Well, I do too. And, and, you know, not just because people ring me. Um, yeah. You know, as a 52-year-old man, a friend of a friend of mine, uh, has just died suddenly in in, uh, in Christchurch. You know, fit guy out on a bike ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and and the age of these stories That's ought to be su- getting the That's attention. That's the suspect thing. It's it the absolutely age. is. Yeah. Absolutely is. We're not dealing with great-grandma and granddad here. We're talking about people in the prime of their physical lives, And right? they're leaving families. Oh, it's devastating. Okay, well, that's that's a, that's a shocker. Um, keep hearing, you know, people talking about the spike protein and how long it stays in the body. Mm-hmm. And, and initially it was like, it doesn't stay in the body. It stays in your arm for, what, about an hour or two or something. Yeah, and then it's supposedly all gone in a couple of days. Well... You know, early on, it was shown that the the lipid nanoparticles, yeah. um, which are synthetic um, themselves, um, you could still find them evidence of them in the body. Is that what um, the RNA is wrapped in? Yeah, that's right. And that's how it gets into the cell. Yeah, it's like some sort of um, way of of penetrating anything. Well, it's got this polyethylene glycol. Yeah. In it, which is a um, an emulsifier, okay, um, as, as as part of it. So the the the, the little fatty bubble, as it's been described, oh, it's not. Um, essentially melds with the cell membrane, which is also made from fat and protein. Oh, okay, um, yeah. So it sort of gets glorped in. And there's, there's a scientific word for you. Glorped. It dissolves its way into the cell. Yeah, is it, it? it it does. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. clever. And, and then delivers the this this synthetic modified RNA. Yeah. Um, which, because of the way it's been modified, again, stays around a lot longer inside the cell. Does that edit itself into your DNA molecule? Is that how that works? I, I'm uh, well, well, it's certainly been shown that it, it does actually appear like, in the nucleus of the cell. So it splices itself in? Yeah. There's, there's Is that a way of putting it? Yeah, there's an enzyme called integrase. Uh, I mean, there's various different pathways, and they were known before the vaccine right. was even ro- rolled out. Okay. Um, and in fact, in, in other work with previous attempts to make RNA vaccines... Um, that, that usually ended in disaster for you know the animals um, yeah, or, or, or the, the didn't turn out so well. Yeah, didn't turn out so well. Um, but there's just been a study uh, out of Italy, yeah, um, published in um, Proteomics, um, a journal. Um, the guy called Bronya um, and, and co-workers, um, and they've they've shown that you can you can measure you can show persistent production of spike protein um, after six months. Six months. Six months, one jab. People are still making and that's their new body spike protein. It. So, so that would have to imply that there's there's now genes in some of the cells for churning this stuff out. So you're a production engine for spike protein, essentially. Yeah. Um, let me just. So around half of the half of the people who were studied uh, were showing that there was there was there was still spike protein being produced. Yep. Um, and um, the the minimum length of time it was 
present for was three months, um, and some were still showing it at six months. Um, now, I mean, this isn't the first time that that this, um, this we've undermined this this lie about how quickly it's all out of the body. Yeah. Um, you know that stuff's been coming out An for a long time. Yeah. Um, but this is you know this is real world. Hmm. Um, you know, and, and the the uh, alarm around all cause mortality and the growing proof that it's it's not the unvaccinated that are suffering. Um, you know, a forty percent increase in, in in deaths and increase in disabilities and cancer rates, um, and, and insurance claims, hmm. um, and funeral directors saying they've never been as busy, they've never seen as many young people. Yeah. Um, hmm. You know, you've only got to open the paper every day and look in the um, you know the deaths columns. Um, and, and just read the news, and it's very hard to ignore the evidence. And yet, I don't know. Maybe half half of all people haven't sort of looked up to notice that there's anything wrong. I don't know. What's it going to take? Um, because apparently, it doesn't take scientific evidence for, for for certainly for some people, and certainly not our so-called it, experts and talking heads and it, regulators. Is that an explanation for all-cause mortality um, uh, staying at the level? the elevated level that it's been because this thing is in the body all the time well you'd have to suspect problems and given that predominantly um it's the vascular complications you know the blood vessel complications blockages hemorrhages fracturing of a blood vessel what's called dissection um blood clots um, you know, COVID itself was always a vascular disease. You know, it was never a respiratory pathogen. You know, the people that didn't get, right. um, you know, that didn't die from from severe COVID were the smokers. You know, and that was evident very early on, very early on. Yeah, that's an that's a. <laughs> uh, it was it, it was actually a disorder of, of of blood vessels if it spread beyond the upper airways, where in most people it stayed to just be a cold or a mild flu or yeah. something like that, or, yeah. or of course to have no symptoms at all, allegedly. Because you'd expect the smokers to get whacked. You, they- well, of course, with any you know any normal respiratory yeah, pathogen. Yeah. Um, so, so this was there was clearly something different about this. And uh, I, the first paper I remember reading right at the beginning of all this was the the Indian study where they laid out the DNA code and they said, look, this has got unmistakable signs of being engineered. And now, even in mainstream media, you won't find anybody really that argues that this wasn't you know that this didn't come out of the lab. Um, well, we had a story yesterday which I do in a little international news bulletin, it was a study out of Japan that showed that the uh, variants that came from the initial, I forget all the, the names now. Well, the Wuhan was the initial. Yeah, yeah whatever they call it. Um, um, they proved that, that it kind of kind of mutated in nature. It's just impossible the way it's, it's um, and I forget the terms, the way it's developed, you know. Yeah, the, you know some mutations you you can see just, happening naturally, but, but others others it's, it's it's yeah impossibly and unlikely. Only, and only leaves one explanation, and hmm. that's and because we know these techniques exist, and and you know it, it's it's very straightforward work to do if if you're of a mind to do it, and that's the other hmm. great question. Why? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Six months. Okay. Something else I think you want to touch on in the context of the SSDs, the significant service delays, and that uh, exemption category. But then there are transplants, and people are being, what, denied transplants if they're not vaxxed? What's going on with transplants? 
Well, that's a question where... Because people are incredibly vulnerable when they're in that yeah. situation. It's life or death, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know, you, you can be put off. You can go on to kidney dialysis, for instance. Um, yeah. You can be on that for years, actually. I mean, it's no fun. Um, no. Um, heart transplants, as you would suggest, are probably a bit more urgent. Yeah. Um, but in the same week that you've obviously been covering the story about the um, significant service disruption, yeah, I want to um, talk about that. Twelve A exemption story with yeah. potentially up to eleven and a half thousand workers being eligible yeah. for um, uh, an exemption for an undis- unknown at this stage amount of time. That's the uh, sticking point at the moment. Well, well, and also exactly how many people were covered and who they were. Yeah, everybody's assuming they were all and just doctors. Why? Yeah, everybody's assuming they must have all been doc- yeah. doc- doctors, but um, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. Um, you know, there are, there are people in Wellington saying that, that they're always sick and, and their other middle manager colleagues and the people below them are all si- always sick, but, but their bosses all seem to be fine. Now, that's just anecdotal, and I'm being probably a bit provocative here. Okay, so... But I, I'd be really interested, <laughs> you know, to, to know, to, to, you know yeah. how, how widespread the, you know, the, the instinct or the preference to avoid these things um, by people possibly in the know about something actually is. I, th- I think it's in the public in- interest that we should all know that given, um, you know, the, the coercion and the oh, threats totally. and the force um, that, was, that was put on everybody. Yeah. Let's get to that in a moment. I'm just, oh. I just want to okay. understand this thing about transplants because it seems to me, and I've read overseas stories, that there's quite been a, a, quite a punitive attitude towards this, not necessarily based on anything that makes sense. Like if you haven't done your duty and taking the thing, you what don't deserve an organ? Well, I'd certainly like to know if that sort of attitude's floating around TWO. Um, so, in in this last week, we've we've learned of um, well, in fact, we've spoken to three people who've all all unjabbed, and they've all been told that um, their their kidney transplants in one case and their heart transplants in two of the other um, will not be available to them um, as long as they remain unjabbed for COVID, um, and. One of these people did a bit of digging around yep. and found that there's an international protocol that's been accepted um, by the New Zealand um, Transplant Board, it's called, um, and a sort of national ethics sort of medical committee um, who both separately you know, agreed to follow this protocol. And that protocol is that um, you know, unjabbed people uh, may not receive organ transplants. Based on... Well, I don't know. I haven't. I yeah, haven't but, actually read read that protocol. But, but but you'd have a you'd have a, an instinct for what what could that be possibly based on? Well, for instance, somebody might have thought, um, hey, you know, somebody in good faith has left their organs, um, and so why should somebody who's demonstrated you know extreme selfishness um, and, a, and, and flagrant disregard to totally the safety subject, of others? Subjective call, isn't it? Well, it, it, it it's obviously it's proven wrong and subjective. Now we know this thing doesn't stop people getting sick. Um, yeah. and it and it and it doesn't stop people infecting. In fact, others. you might be a better prospect being unjabbed well, look, for a look, transplant than not. Look, possibly, but the point here is that that you know there isn't this sort of discrimination as far as we can tell. I mean, we've heard isolated stories of people being told very cruel things and being treated yeah. cruelly by by you know individual health workers, but um, this sort of systemic policy um, does seem to be a a, a thing. Um, you know, people are not being turned down for their joint replacements or, you know, urgent surgery or stents or anything like that because they're unvaccinated mm. as a policy, as far as we can tell. So we're really keen to get to the bottom of this um, because... Yeah, why transplants? Apart from... Yeah, well, I mean, th- th- that's that certainly sends a message. Um, you know, these are people who have, 
you know, have no option. But 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 there's a kind of. I think you're right. You know, the instinct to punish people. Yeah. Um, using the largest stick that you can. But also, you're trading with somebody who's donating an organ. They never said anything. They never made rules like that. They never said, I don't want anything from me going towards a unjabbed person. How dare they interfere yes, with that? Yes, that's right. I mean, that is right. how dare they? Um, but, the, but the other thing is... They the, don't own that organ. No, they don't. They don't. But this, this protocol's been knocking around for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it hasn't shifted as the evidence has shifted that... Basically, but you'd have to admit you were work. wrong. You'd have to admit you're wrong. You see, yeah, right? Well, that's, that's, is that the thing? All it's always sitting at the back of it. Yeah, it, it's actually very, it's very freeing to be able to say I was wrong about X, Y, and Z. Yeah, because we're all human. We all make mistakes. Yeah, um, but some people are particularly terrified of the of the shame or and being shamed by their peer community, such that they'll go to the ends of the earth to deny yeah. and, and yeah. project and transfer and all the usual defense mechanisms to 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 stay part of a group. Um, rather than being ejected. What, what can a person in that situation of, of needing a transplant and uh, being, you know, ready for it and, and well, a fit state, I guess you're not that fit if you, you need a transplant, but to take it, uh, is there any, and maybe you probably don't know, but is there any comeback to that? I mean, is there any way of saying, well, actually, you you can't do that? Well, th- this is what we're going to be saying, and we want to find out. Yeah. Um, does does Tufatawara, you know, stand behind this? Does the Minister of Health, does the um, the Human Rights Commissioner, you know, agree that this is reasonable? How could, how could the Human Rights Commissioner agree with that? Well, the Human Rights Commissioner is, has been very upset with a hell of a lot that's gone on, but nothing seems to have happened about it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think there's this, this default um, get-out-of-jail card, which is, oh, well, there's a pandemic on, so I suppose we better suspend all the norms of, of human rights and, okay. and, and, and things. You know, and, and fall at the feet of Pfizer, which is essentially what we're doing. Yeah, can't risk my $250,000 a year salary, probably. It's hard to go without it, I guess. All right, well, that's, uh, let's see what happens there. Okay, so back to this question of exemptions. Well, give us, um, tell us what that acronym, the SSD, stands for again. Uh, significant service disruption. So that implies that there could be some disruption in service if these ex- exemptions weren't granted. Yeah, so if unvaccinated people get mandated out, um, so you know businesses could apply. Um, I, I know of, of, of one, at least one GP practice in, in a rural area yeah. um, where, where they were very understaffed, um, and, and the only people that could work um, were, were vaccinated. They they were unvaccinated. Sorry, they'd had COVID, so they had their um, six months, sorry, three months stand down. I think it was then. Um, and then then they applied, and they got support actually from their DHB and, and their PHO. Um, which which funded the general practice, yeah, um, to actually get get their exemption, which they did. Um, I don't know how long it lasted for. Then, then of course the the, the mandates were dropped. Um, certainly for for you know private employers, which are GP practices. Yeah. Although, as we know, the exemptions are still sorry, the mandates are still alive and well in the public hospital. Can, can system. anyone explain that? Why that still is there? Well, they, they've because there's there's a real kind of opacity and a, and a sort of moving, you know, the whole landscape of, of what actually the vaccination policy is has been very hard to to nail down and and, and clarify. Because there's no logical reason for that, if, if we understand what we know. Well, now. you know, logic flew out the window yeah, a long time ago with all of this, and it's been all about dogma and and just there, punishing. There's some people things you can you hide can't. away and obfuscate around, but this is so damn obvious, dog's balls, isn't it? 
that I mean, it's laughable. It's embarrassing. Well, it, it would seem to be. I mean, there's certainly lots of still mandated out um, nurses for sure and midwives and things who aren't back in their previous workplaces. Um, and significant service disruption, causing a significant service disruption, you'd think. But who's, who's you know, nobody in government's admitting that. Um, and yet the but hospital the is in nurses. chaos. Yeah, yeah, okay, it's obvious. So if you really want to define what a significant service disruption is, there it is right there. Mm. Well, yeah. ab- look, ab- absolutely, and but nobody seems to care. And a, a GP, a GP friend of mine who who actually is you know, still working and and um, you know has been part of a sort of vaccination program in his practice and things, um, used the term the other day. Um, you know, this this is Rome is burning. Uh, where at that point, where Rome really? is burning, and 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 you know the government is basically playing the violin. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's I that's think, the state. I think we know that. Mm. Um, so what we don't know is the duration of these exemptions because that would that would tell us something, wouldn't it? Well, it, well, it would, and and you can you know there'll be no surprise that that targeted OIAs are, are flying in. Yeah, um, they'll to really slow try walk. And, they'll try slow get, walk them, won't they? Um, well, follow up ones they're supposed to um, you know you, you you can ask for a reply much more quickly. Okay, given given yeah. that um, you're either lacking the the answer to the questions that were asked in the first place yeah. um, or there's plainly follow-up information that's needed so we'll see it may not come out before the ele- before the election of course yeah um but but we're, we're, we're think, certainly very keen do you to think know. this because it hasn't been covered by mainstream media we've covered it we broke it actually do you think this could have any effect because you know um I, i've seen a, a few um social media figures of of views and distributions um, some of that material has been viewed a hell of a lot of times, even though it's not been in the mainstream media, like maybe close to 100 or over 100,000 times if you add, add a few of those up. That's not bad. That's quite a few people. And then those people tell other people it goes around. Do you think there's any, this could have any effect at all? Winston was hot on it when we spoke to him yesterday. He thought it was oh, like, he, he was he was like falling off his chair pretty well, it sounded like to me. Do you think that'll have any material effect in this week, can you see it? Well, things can spread fast, yeah. and certainly um, a lot of uh, well, New Zealand First constituency, but the other freedom parties too. You know, yeah. have have been hot on all of this stuff for a long time, um, and and you know, I, I don't know how many people still bother with mainstream news sources. Yeah, um, but it looks like certainly the the constituency for for independent radio and and you know, internet-based independent news it's really is, growing, is, is going up. And, yeah. and I mean, thank God, because, um, you know, we've, we've got to try and get some um, some balance. But we're not getting balance by, by listening to opposite extreme stuff unless right. you consider the truth to be an extreme. <laughs> and relative to lies, of course, it seems extreme. Yeah. Um, but it will always be the truth. Yeah. Um, you know, we might be right on, on um, sorry, wrong on small elements of the stories here and there, but that's again being human. But um, you know, there there are some very black and white truths that that have been true all the way through and are becoming more and more proven. Particularly the scale of harm, and and the stronger the silence is in response, um, the the clearer. Well, wouldn't you want to clean is. it up like today if you were them? Well, I, I'd want to stop any more people um, dying before their time. Well, there's that. Um, and, and look, it seems like people are voting with their. Uh, you know, keep keeping their their arms in their shirts. Anyway, I yeah. think the, the take up of these vaccines has, has has 
dropped. Fresh. In fact, it's been dropping for over a year. Yeah. Um, really, much of last year. Um, you know, there was less and less interest. But, but in terms of, you know, um, sorting out these, OI, clarifying what these OIAs have produced, you'd think they'd want that cleaned up now because the potential for that, the downside is massive. Because if it turns out that people were exempted because they knew something and, 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 and just were able to um, put themselves above everyone else and, and, and cut out of the game that way, that is total well, it's coercion. A, that that is, that's as bad as it gets. It is. It's it's a terrible look. It's a terrible fact, and it was awful behaviour. And yet, they were plainly in possession of a lot of the information that would make anybody pause. Yeah. Um, and question. Yeah, I mean, I can see why you, in this scenario, you'd do it. You'd take it. I, I get that survival in the end, but to promote it to the great, the masses. At the same time, oh, man, <laughs> takes takes some brass neck, doesn't it? Oh, okay. I guess we'll find out. Um, we we will find out. Um, I want to get to um, who you. What what are you thinking politically um, in this week uh, before we finish? But the other thing I wanted to, to know is we've talked on and off over the time about people, you know, injuries, deaths. Are we going to start knowing names and p- putting faces to names and? ages and stuff at some point so that, I mean, we, know, we know about a few we know yeah. about rory and we know about a few others we're aware of but if this is at scale the, well i've seen your list yeah i've seen your list look we, we've tested the water and we've, we've put some names out there um you know we've written up some specific cases we've written to coroners um and and we've we've you know listed um the names now of some people under 20 in some of our posts yeah um and and you know, we, we haven't had significant pushback um, because, you know, we're stating the facts of their death, the um, circumstances, the, you know, the, the temporal association with their vaccine, um, with the lack of any other explanation. And the most likely explanation, um, which in many cases is not being ruled out or, or assessed at all. So we think there's a systemic pattern of people, especially younger ones, yeah, um, who who are, are dying suddenly without explanation. And we've seen the attempts by the government to water down the Coroner's Act so that a coroner can just um, rule that somebody has died of unknown natural causes. Yeah, uh, which is so loosey-goosey, isn't it? Yeah. This day and um, age. And we're seeing the same thing, of course, happening in many, many other countries. Yeah, same tactic. Um, you know, and, and, a, and a health minister's asked in the UK Parliament, um, why are so many people dying? And the response is, well, it's happening in, in England. It's, it's happening in Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and, and all across Europe. And then they sit down again. It's so lame. Yeah. So, so, so you know, they know, and they're going out of their way yeah. um, to, you know, stifle the normal human reaction, yeah. which, you know, is to want to know if there's a problem, and if there is, who's going to be affected, and how do we fix it? Yeah. You know, that is screamingly obvious to me, that there is something, that there's, a you know, a coordinated kind of willful blindness willful deafness that may have its explanations in human psychology that's fine but in the meantime people are dying yeah you know and, and they're dying permanently yeah and, and their, their families and relatives you know are left for the rest of their lives bearing those scars and we say you know it none of these need have happened yeah and the signs were showing very early are there you know parents of kids who are willing to because i think we've talked before and you've said that you know the there's so much 
working against freely coming out and saying, hey, this happened, you know, that there's, I mean, we don't need to go through it all again, but it's, it's piled on in spades. There's shame, there's regret, there's ostracizing those people, potentially um, threat to um, well-being, all that sort of stuff, uh, making a living. But we probably need to hear from a few of those families, don't we? I, I think we will. There are because cert- that's where the punch is, man. There are certainly families of, of older um, well, the ones I'm thinking of, actually, these are all of men in their 20s. Yeah. Um, who've, who've been trying to get, um, you know, answers from the coroner and, and answers from the pathologist. Um, acknowledgement from ACC. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more to come. But I think these people, many of them are probably still hanging on by their fingernails to their sanity. Yeah. You know, to I, lose I a understand. child, especially a young no, man. I, I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you, you could... Well, some people don't have to imagine because they've been through it or they've they've seen it close up. Yeah. Um, so so you know, there's no surprise there, and I, I don't, um, you know, th- think the worst of people, um, it, except that one of the things that's often used to help people kind of climb out of their sort of psychological hell that they're in is, well, how can I help this? How can I help other people avoid yeah. this happening to them? Yeah. Um, and one of the up. yeah one of the projects that's going on is a, is a, a sort of vaccine injury sort of support group um, network on a local local basis yeah um, and and already people are discovering that uh, and we've been hearing this for some time hey I'm not the only one gosh isn't this happening to a lot of people and people are kind of climbing out of their shell shocked kind of bunker trenches yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and discovering actually that it's a lot more common than they thought yeah. Um, so, you know, there is this sort of mysterious team in Parliament called the post-event team, oh. um, which seems, you know, as much a sort of PR exercise as, as a genuine attempt to, you know, investigate sudden deaths um, in, in, in people. So we'd be interested in finding out more about, you know, exactly um, who they are and what they're up to. Mm. You know, we've got some idea, but... but there's a lot, Paul, that will come that will come out, and it needs to come out soon. Um, and certainly in the scientific domain, there's a lot that's out there already. Yeah. Um, it's just it's not being formally acknowledged. It's being ignored. Um, and 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 you know, there's no attempt to refute any of this stuff. It's just not being given oxygen. That's part of the the strategy, of course. You repeat the same lies over and over and over, and you completely ignore anything else. Got an election this weekend. Oh, is there? In case you hadn't heard. <laughs> oh, I'd heard some, something about that. You've been talking to people, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're all part of this. And I think we all agree it's a very important one, if not the most important one there's ever been. There's um, one party saying there'll be an inquiry, a proper one. Yeah, look, I mean, we've always tried to stay apolitical, I guess, as, a, as an organisation. That's NZDSOS. Um, and we've been approached a number of times along the way to to, to be part of something. Um, and we've just felt we wanted to sort of stick to our knitting. But the need for an inquiry, um, a, a truly independent one, you know, not this almost joke of a Royal Commission, I'm going to say it, that's happening at the moment, um, you know, it, it, it really needs um, proper funding and it needs proper experts as independent as you can get them. Um, and it needs to be public facing and it needs to take as long as it needs to take to get all the evidence out there. Um, and, and yeah, there's a main, there's one mainstream party only um, that, that's been consistent about pushing for that. And you can see, I think you can see evidence of how frightened the people who've been in this last parliament 
uh, and the mainstream media um, by trying to render New Zealand First completely invisible. Hit pieces. Well, hit pieces and, and no discussion or, or exploration of their of their policies. Um, and, and, and thinks, you know, there's this idea that, that there's this spectre hanging over New Zealand of, of you know, Winston Peters. Well, you know, if, if, if he is a serious contender spectre, you know, maybe 10, 20% of people might have actually voted for him. So, um, you know, all those people can't be wrong. And we are, we are very worried about the Therapeutic Products Act as it is now. Um, that's very plainly another um, opportunity for big pharma to clean up and remove natural health products as competition. Uh, and also to usher in more um, genetically based biotech products. Well, they're building labs all over the place, aren't well, they? Well, they are. And, and at the same time, they're, they're reducing the regulatory scrutiny um, and, and the bars. And they're all talking about, oh, you know, we, we don't want to be a barrier to innovation. You know, we want to facilitate these new things because they're plainly so wonderful. And the um, COVID vaccine platform has been proven to be wonderfully safe and effective. Oh, yeah. and, and, and I know Winston Peters is calling that out um, and, and many of his other... Um, party people are. Does he believe it though? Do you think he believes it? I think he does, and yeah. and, and you know I've had the chance to sort of get to know him a, a little bit. Um, but I would say that it's 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 very obvious to me that it's it's not just the Winston Peters party anymore. Right. You know they're they're a mature party. They were in somewhat disarray after the twenty twenty election, and I suspect they might have been close to folding possibly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But uh, you know it turns out a lot of them you know had really good freedom credentials, as it were. They were already unhappy about the mandates. Um, you know, they, they were supportive of, of the right to protest, etc. Um, and, and, you know, Winston's always had the right instincts, I think, as far as globalisation goes. Um, and he said so much so publicly, consistently in the last sort of month or two, that, that um, I think it'd be very hard for him to roll back on any of that. And I think there are enough people who are supporting the party that they wouldn't let that happen anyway. Mm. And and look, I, I'm I'm just I've just got an opinion for sale like everybody else on politics. Um, but I think we've got to be pragmatic um, and realistic about who's actually going to win seats and who's going to get votes. Um, and and you know we need enough people at the table during negotiations to actually get some of these really important. Um, protections back in. You know, we need accountability. We need clear disclosure of the facts um, of what's been done to the country and, and ideally why and by whom. Um, we need to repeal the Therapeutics Products Bill. We've got to restore some sanity to, to um, discussions around gender ideology, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and stop this kind of grooming of our children even before school that some people think is a good idea. I don't know why. Um, it, it's, it's just insane. Yeah. Um, except it's not. You know, I think it's deliberate, and it, and it's you know another way of um, you know a, a, attacking the sort of the basic fundamental strengths of society, the family, know, the family yeah. um, our ability and our, our to make decisions about our own children. Um, you know, etc. Et we, we've we've set race, race relations back a hundred years. You know, seemingly almost overnight. Yeah. You know, thank you, Hapoopa, etc. Ginning up the two sides you know. Mm, you know net zero is a load of rubbish I mean it, it, it just is <laughs> everywhere you look it, it, it is and just just imagine if um, all the people who believe that 
human-induced climate change is wrecking the planet, or is, it's real even, just imagine if they're wrong. And we've done all these incredible things that will you know, lock us up, surveil us, change the way we eat, the way we travel, where we can travel to, uh, you know, and remove even more of our freedoms. Um, and just imagine if they're wrong. You know, surely it's worth well, stopping. Are. I think they are wrong. Stopping this freight train and, and, and listening to all the people that have been telling us for years, the thousands of scientists actually, yeah. who've been saying, no, this isn't right. You know, the planet's been much higher in CO2 yeah. in, in the past. And, and CO2 drives plant growth. Because if it's left too late, you can't back the train up, can you? No, absolutely not. Yeah. And um, just um, finishing up on that, you know, okay, there's an inquiry, but there's still going to be people involved in a government. The last thing they'll want is an inquiry because it might reveal some of their positions and it might be very uncomfortable. Do you think they could take that? Look, I, I think people who, who've been tricked... Um, well, okay, here's an example. Luxon on the TV can, the other night. Take. Patrick Gower, would you compensate vaccine injury injured people? No. Not just no more, we'll have to think about it. It was no, yep. like that. Yep. And, and, and That's who you're dealing with. I, I know, I know. And this guy also said, hey, look, if, if you've been unvaccinated, I don't want your votes. Well, I think there's a lot of people who wish they hadn't been how's, vaccinated. How's he going to admit to that? He's the big swinging dick, you know, corporate guy who's running airlines and everything. And now he's looking like a fool. Well, how, for, how start, for a start, he doesn't know how many people actually haven't had any jabs. And he plainly doesn't know how many people wish they hadn't or became injured or only did it because they were, you know, it was tantamount to torture that was visited on some people yeah. as far as their, their livelihood and their, their ability to feed their families. There's an ambulance now. Just for change? Yeah, yeah. just um, another one. Yeah. So, so I think there's a complete disconnect. Um, but but you know, I, I guess the point I'm making is to do business with a guy who's calling for that, I mean, that's a huge hump to overcome. You might be looking around for a lot less desirable political partner just to avoid that, like the Greens. Yeah, well, Some people have speculated about a grand coalition. I don't think that's very likely. But, you know, it's, if, it's a if you're covering your ass, you'll do anything potentially yeah. to do Look, that. Look, I, I think so. But I think... You know, I mean, I've heard Winston Peters himself, you know, acknowledge that he was mistaken. You know, he was basically tricked. Um, You know, I I think probably he was lied to when he was actually in government, um, along with a lot of other MPs. And I think as a group, I think it'll be easy for them to say, well, look, we, you know, we we went along with what we were told. We were told the virus was going to be deadly, you know, as bad as Spanish flu or worse. Yeah, but they're going to have to face up. They're going to have to... That the vaccine was a miracle. But no, you want to hear all this stuff. And and if you're scared and you've stopped your critical thinking, which is just a, yeah. you know, it's a physiological well, response. And you're running the country? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but, but, you know, you're in an echo chamber. But yeah. there'll be people in there who did know. Of course. They knew exactly how far from the truth the messaging was going. Yeah. And, and they obviously kept going and they kept quiet. And those people need to, you know, feel the okay. full the full kind of glare of, of public scrutiny. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? <laughs> interesting in the, the Chinese, uh, the yeah, Chinese curse way. Interesting, interesting times. Yeah. Hey, Matt, great to catch up again. Thanks for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.